Welcome to Eyes West, the podcast for movers looking for a new place to live in the American West and the connections to get it done. Here's your host, Dick Crawford. Welcome indeed. This is Dick Crawford, and that fine introduction this morning was from today's guest, Amber Bream from the greater Salt Lake City and Park City areas. She and I have trained in the same network for many, many years, and we have a very similar approach to the real estate business. Today's call is a wonderful opportunity for our listeners to get to know Amber and the area that she serves. If you'd like a formal introduction, simply contact your local agent and they will hook you up. Thank you for being on the show, Amber. How are you doing today? I am fabulous, Dick. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Uh, I've been looking forward to this opportunity for quite some time. Let's, uh, let's start, start with your work. Where are you in your real estate career at this point? So I have been licensed and full-time for 14 years, um, professionally coached through our network the whole entire time. Um, that's been a huge blessing. Um, real estate has been very, very good to me. I've been able to support my three kids as a single mom, and I'm grateful that I get to do something that I absolutely love and support my family. Um, I have several specialization. So I do a lot of relocation. We've had a lot of people coming to Utah um, ever since we started kind of recovering from the recession, even during the recession. So that's been a really fun thing for me. Um, specialize also seniors, military. I work with buyers and sellers and handle new construction as well as residential resale. Very good. Very good. And what is your approach to the business? So I have been trained through our professional coaching uh, company to work my business by the referral system. So I've never advertised. Uh, I just really work on the relationships that are in my database, my clients that I already have. And uh, I think relationships are core. I, I don't like the transactional approach to real estate. I think that it ignores that we're actually working with human beings. Yes, we are, and uh, <laughs> we cannot ignore that, absolutely. Sounds like you, uh, and I know you, um, you work with a servant's heart, and that uh, goes right to the core of the relationship idea. Well, thank uh, as, you for that. As realtors, we wear a lot of different hats. What is your favorite hat to wear during your time with a client? Well, I have to say that's a hard question because there are so many hats and it's hard to decide what the best one is. But I do love, love negotiations. I, I, I like to compete, although I would call myself collaborative. I want win-wins for everybody, but I just enjoy the whole negotiation process. And I really just love the time that I get to spend with people and getting to know them on a one-to-one -one basis. Very good. There's that relationship part coming through. But you're a competitor, so you like jumping in there and, uh, <laughs> and uh, what's the word, um, representing your client uh, in the thick of it. That's wonderful. What Absolutely. Do you, while you're negotiating, what do you do so your clients feel comfortable and engaged in the process? I think constant communication is absolutely vital. Um, one thing that I will do with all of my buyers and sellers before we even start the process is to sit down with them and have basically an interview. 
and help to set their expectations, educate them on the process, address any questions or concerns that they might have, and just walk them through every step of the way, even buyers and sellers that have done multiple transactions because this industry changes constantly. And I'd like to update them on things and find out what are their fears, what are their concerns. Yes, um, it's important that they kind of let their hair down a little bit so they can, they can you know, let you understand where they're coming from. So that's very good. And again, that's the relationship aspect of it. Now, as a, as a brief preface to our conversation today, give me three things that you want our listeners to learn about your area. So that was also hard to just narrow it down, but I would say we have an incredible job opportunity environment here. We have a lot of new tech that's coming here in the county just south of us. Uh, Utah County is specifically in Lehigh. They've kind of coined an, a new name for it called Silicon Slopes. So there are people coming from all over the United States and really all over the world to work there. We have a very strong economy. Utah has oh. always had a fantastic economy. Okay. What's number two? Uh, recreation, which was really hard for me to not put that first, but then I had to realize it's not about what I want. It's about other people's <laughs> interests. <laughs> uh, we have an amazing uh, recreation opportunity here as well. Our outdoors, we've got desert, red rocks, mountains, lakes, skiing. Obviously, that's the first thing people think of when they think of Utah, but it's just, it's nice. I mean, pretty much anywhere you are in Park City or Salt Lake City, you can be at a trailhead in 15 minutes. All right, very good. Number three? Um, I think our taxes, our property taxes have gone up, but they're really nothing compared to many of the other metro areas. When I have relocation clients coming from, especially some of the big cities, they always ask me when they see the property taxes if it's a mistake because they, they think it's so low. So I think that's a, that's a plus for sure. Okay, so good jobs. Great um, outdoor entertainment and comes at a low price in terms of property taxes. There you go. Yes. Yeah. So you are in the Salt Lake City and Park City area, greater Salt Lake City and Park City areas. Um, Correct. What's the geographic? Uh, be, be a little bit more specific. What are some of the outlying areas or the, you know, the boundaries? Um, if pe people are looking at the map, how far do you go? So... All of Salt Lake County, which includes, um, I'm, I'm not sure how familiar people are with Utah, but Conwood Heights, Sandy, West Jordan, Riverton, Bluffdale, obviously Salt Lake City proper, Sugar House. So pretty much anywhere in Salt Lake County. It's not that big of a county, and it's not too hard to traverse. And then uh, just like I mentioned earlier, just south of us, Utah County, the north part of Utah County, which people might recognize, Provo, Orem, Lehigh, those places. Uh, we have a county just to the west of us called Tooele County, and there's a lot of uh, job uh, opportunity out there as well. And then just to the north of us, we have Davis County. So I cover the south part of Davis County up to Ogden, and um, obviously all of Summit County, which Park City is in. That's right. just right up the hill for me. We have an office in Park City and one in Salt Lake City. It, and it is just right up the hill. It's not that far, is it? Uh, literally takes me 15 minutes to get to my office from my house. 
from from your house uh, in Salt Lake City up to Park City? Yes, I am on the east side of Salt Lake City, up on what people call the East Bench. I live in a town called Holiday. Oh, okay, good. And so Holiday. we've got great freeway access here. So all I have to do is hop on the freeway, get on I-80, and I'm in Park City proper in about 25 minutes, and then the outliers like Kimball Junction area in 15. Very good. And um, with all that geography, I know you know good realtors outside your area. So if there's, if there's a need outside your area, you can refer people pretty easily, I think. I have a wonderful network. If it's too far north or too far south, I have got someone for you. All right. Excellent. And so tell us about that area, the, uh, uh, what it's like, uh, mountains, desert. Uh, tell us about that a little bit more. Uh, well, in, in Utah, the total, we have five national parks, which is pretty amazing. Yes. Um, we're surrounded by mountains, so we kind of live in a bowl. So pretty much everywhere you look, we've got really big mountains to the east if you're in Salt Lake County, and smaller mountains to the west, which are still pretty big. And then, obviously, I think a lot of people will have heard of Park City, some of the best skiing in the world, Deer Valley. There's a lot of active people in this area. Uh, hiking, biking, fishing, boating, skiing are all very popular. It doesn't take very long to get to the Red Rock Desert. If you're familiar with places like uh, Moab and St. George, those yes. are only a few hours away. So it's just a really rich outdoor environment here. Um, and we've also gotten a lot more culturally developed in the last decade or so. We've got a lot of really good restaurants. When uh, things calm down with COVID, we hopefully we can go back to having uh, symphonies and concerts. There's a Red Butte uh, Botanical Gardens is a place for really fun outdoor concerts that we go to every year. There's fantastic art galleries. I think we have a really good transportation system, great freeways and uh, public transportation. Uh, we have 36 universities and colleges in Utah as a whole, and a lot of them are close to us in this area. And then we, so the University of Utah is in Salt Lake City, and they have the, the Ute football team. And then they also have University Hospital. And up in that area, they call that research park. There's also a lot of job opportunity up there with medical research. And then they also have the, the Huntsman Cancer Institute. They are uh, revamping our airport. We have an international airport right now that they are completely uh, bringing up to the times, and it's going to be gorgeous and quite large. And we're also close to military bases. We have Camp Williams and Hill Air Force Base are quite close. And, of course, we're the home of the Utah Jazz. Hopefully everybody knows who they are. I, I'm sorry, the Jazz? The jazz I'm, because I, I'm from Los Angeles. We have the Lakers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty well, sure we beat the Lakers before, Dick. Yes, there's no question about that. Uh, we just happened <laughs> to get it. We just happened to get it right this year. Um, well, you've got a a fantastic variety, and of course, Salt Lake City is a big, huge, modern city. A, a, just a great, great environment with a lot of diversity, uh, and of course, the environment Absolutely. is is phenomenal. And your Salt Lake City is is a hub uh, for the airlines for no small mm -hmm. reason. Uh, you are right yep. in the thick of everything. So um, really are from, from a it's geographic just a great place to live. 
Yeah, geographically, you're you're in great shape. Now, what are what are some of the popular activities during the year? Certainly skiing, and and you know we can Google the temperatures and we can you know Google the precipitation rates and such. But what do you what are things to do during the year? So activities like outdoor activities. Yeah, yeah, your your finest skiing in the world and other other things. Absolutely, that that goes unsaid. But we also have a lot of reservoirs and a lot of lakes. So boating is a really popular activity during the summer. Lots of people out with their um, ski boats and kayaks and just in, enjoying the water. We have, again, incredible uh, network of hiking trails that are, I mean, it doesn't take very long to get to any because there's so many of them and they're uh, easy to access. People here really are into camping and fishing. There's a lot of uh, streams and rivers for fly fishing. There's a lot of off-roading people here, so they get their ATVs and they go out on the dirt roads. We have a lot of festivals. We have the art festival every year. Uh, we have a lot of, uh, let's see, some of the names just aren't coming on the top of my head, but there seems to be always something going on downtown. We have this place called the Gallivan Center. They have a lot of outdoor concerts there, as well as Red Butte Gardens, symphonies. Uh, there's a, a big theatrical presence here, so lots of live theater, plays, things like that. Are there, things, uh, are there cultural things that the uh, colleges, universities uh, offer to, to the community? Yes, absolutely. The U of right. U has events all the time. And I'm sure, I'm sure there's a lot of college sports uh, as well, and that's a, that's a big deal, I'm sure, too. So that Yeah, the, the Utes, the University of Utah Utes, and then we have BYU down in Utah County, and so that's, it's like a huge rivalry between those two college teams. Oh, and okay. So you're either uh, red for the Utes, that's their color, and blue for BYU, and there's... There's a lot of uh, competition that goes on there, and people are very committed to those teams. All right, that's good. So that that we have a huge bring, stadium as well. Brings a little sports drama to the scene. That's good. Always good. <laughs> okay, um, what can people do on a day trip or a long getaway? You know, long weekend getaway. You are kind of in the thick of things in the West. You're right smack in the middle of so much. Give an example. Just give an example of, of what you might do on a long weekend, maybe to get out of town <laughs> or to take a little respite and hide away in town. Do you want to focus on winter or summer? Ooh. Uh, let's focus on summer because I would imagine there'd be a, a lot more diversity there. But your choice. Well, Lake, I was going to say Lake Powell's not too far away, and that's a very popular thing for a lot of people in Salt Lake to go and do. A lot of people have houseboat shares or they just take their ski boats down to Lake Powell. There's a place that we go to every year called Starvation Reservoir in Duchesne County that takes about two hours from Salt Lake City proper to get there, and it's, I call it Mini Lake Powell. It's also a very popular place for boating and camping. In Idaho, there's that's just north of us, another two-and-a-half-hour trip. You can get to some really fun hot springs called Maple Grove Hot Springs. Um, and we also have really nice hotels here. So there's the Monaco downtown. I mean, Park City is chock full of luxury hotels and really nice Airbnbs because 80% of the homes in Park City are second-family homes. And so your opportunity to come here and get a really nice Airbnb in your own home or own condo or townhouse is, is really good. 
And during the summer, the pricing in Park City is fantastic. And while you're staying on your vacation in Park City, they have amazing restaurants. Um, mountain biking is huge there. There's endless things to do, honestly. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. Because you've got the best of both worlds. You've got the big city and you've got uh, the, you know, the great outdoors. So, fantastic. Yeah, we really do. Fantastic. And then winter goes without saying. We have multiple ski resorts that are very close. Um, there's multiple ski resorts at Big and Little Cottonwood Canyon, which are easily accessible from Salt Lake City. And we've got multiple ski resorts in Park City and Deer Valley. I can't believe I almost forgot Sundown. Oh, that, that, that's right, yes. When, when, do, when yeah, does the so, film festival run? Oh, you would have to ask me a question that I don't quite know. It's January. <laughs> it's, it's Googleable, so not a problem. It's Googleable. It's um, in January. It's okay. after the holidays. Okay, but, but that's, a, that's a big party and a big cultural event, too. So there's all oh, kinds yes. of stuff to do. Okay. Really, I wonder what they're going to do with Sundance this year with COVID. But yeah, exactly. It's, uh, they'll have to get creative. That's right. Everything's brand new. Yep. Okay, so plenty to do, good jobs, a diverse economy. Why are people relocating to your area? With all of that, what, what do you see as, as some, of the, uh, some of the bigger reasons for people relocating? Most of the buyers that I've helped relocate have been because of jobs. But a lot of them are just trying to get out of the, the bigger cities that they're in. Because we have a lot of outlying areas in Salt Lake that do feel a little bit more rural and not so busy. I, I helped some, some wonderful people this year. They were coming from the Portland area, and they have two little boys, and they just wanted them to have a more solid rural upbringing. And so they actually relocated in Layton, which is just north of us, and, and they're really enjoying it. But I do think most of it is the job opportunity here because it's, it's also so diverse because we have the medical, we have the tech, we have the research. And a lot of big businesses have relocated here because the business climate is, is a really good opportunity as well. Okay, very good. Are, are, are particular industries standouts to that, that relocation of, of headquarters? You know, can you name some big names? Golden Sachs, um, Adobe. Let's think of some other ones. No, there's, those are two um, big names, and they bring yeah. jobs. We have an Amazon hub here as well, and that brought a lot of jobs. The cost of living here compared to some of the places where at least my clients are coming from, people are uh, really kind of shocked because the cost of living is lower. But to me, living here, I think it's outrageous. and The prices have gone up, but when I hear the perspective of what other people have been experiencing – then I realized that we really do have, in comparison, a low cost of living. And, and with, with large companies like that coming, that's, that's uh, hopefully, I, I would assume, and hopefully that would end up being stable employment, which is good for the economy. So, Absolutely. Uh, so all in all, very good combinations. So it, it sounds like you have a pretty good mix of new people or a um, pretty good mix of opportunities for new people, retirees, professionals, families. Is that a fair assumption? Yes, you're absolutely right. Now, how can a new resident get involved in the community? If somebody blows into town um, and they say, I want to get involved, what, what are some of the examples of things they might be able to, to volunteer for? Oh, we have endless charitable uh, organizations here. There's many different churches. A lot of my clients, when I first meet them, they're still 
out of state, and one of their first questions is, you know, what, what kind of churches are there? And then they let me know what they're looking for, and I've never let them down so far. So that's, that's a good community. Um, I'm involved in a Rotary Club in Park City, and that has been a really amazing experience as far as um, nonprofit work. There are endless opportunities. We work with a whole bunch of different foundations through our Rotary Club. Okay, good. So a good smattering of everything. Let's talk about growth for a minute. How are regional services keeping up? Because I know the Salt Lake City you mentioned with all, all the big companies coming in and, and there's, there's been population growth and such. How are regional services keeping up? I think they're keeping up fairly well. We do see a lot of construction in the summer. I mean, I just don't think that you can avoid that. But I think we have a very good infrastructure. Um, I do think that it's been harder in uh, Lehigh where Silicon Slopes is with all the technology, because that happened really, really fast, and I don't think that they were quite ready for it. So they've made a lot of changes. They just finished a very large um, freeway project, widening the freeway, and so that's been under construction for a little while, but it's all finished, and it's lovely, much more fun to go down there. But as far as I know, I mean, but, I mean they're working on that huge airport Right. improvement right now as well. So I feel like we do a really good job at, at keeping up with the growth. Well, especially with the airport, I, um, that's, that's a big deal. And that's not just for services, but that brings jobs too. So that's a very important, mm -hmm. uh, very important addition. Yes, that's brought a lot, a lot of jobs here. I always say uh, retirees, they just want internet, healthcare, and an airport. Uh, yes, and, <laughs> we got that. <laughs> you know, and and good weather is nice too, but that's a little bit more objective, or uh, excuse me, yeah, subjective. And that's a little, that's a little harder to find here, um, depending on what your idea of good weather is. Exactly. But we're not, we're not San Diego. <laughs> right. You're not Anchorage, but you're not San Diego. Exactly. Uh, but we do uh, have all four seasons, and it is really nice to to get to experience all four seasons fully. Well, and absolutely. And, and yet that's why people like an airport, so they can get out of Dodge if they don't like the weather. That's, that's the important thing. So there's a lot that's of flexibility. That's what I do. <laughs> there's a lot of flexibility there. Now, we can, we can Google the cost of living comparisons and such, but what's your, what's your cost of a gallon of gas right now? Do you know? Well, if I go to Costco, last time I went, it was $1.85. And, I, and, and then sometimes I see it at other gas stations up to 250 Yeah, okay. All right. So you're getting up there a little bit. National average is about 220 right now. So I'm, okay. I, I, don't, I don't go Costco, so I'm not sure what that is here. But uh, you've definitely got a little bit lower gas prices. Um, mm -hmm. Now, taxes, uh, they're a big deal in California, and they vary quite a bit around the West. Uh, Utah is a non-disclosure state, so... Uh, that whole process can be a little bit unclear, but what do people say about property taxes when, when they come into town? What's, what's been your, your, um, your experience? Almost always, and I wait for it so I can laugh, is they look <laughs> at the number and they say, is this a mistake? <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Of, course, of course, the locals, you know, they, they complain about it, but I think that the people who are coming in who are used to higher taxes uh, find that uh, very attractive. And the taxes are, are applied to the assessed value and such, and eventually the cost of houses uh, catch up, or, or the assessed value catches up with the cost of houses. So let's talk about 
um, home prices. Uh, Southern California home prices can, the averages can range from 700000 to a million or more. Can you talk about the average price or maybe some examples of, of prices that, that you've experienced? Absolutely. Our median price in Salt Lake County is 450, but it's so hard to say that that you know you're going to come here and you're going to get your house for 450. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have, uh, as you deal with Dick, the inventory is low, so it is a competitive market, but it's still a really good market for buyers, especially with the interest rates. So where the median price is 450, you're going to see prices all the way from probably on the low side for a single-family home, 250 up to uh, multimillion-dollar homes. Mm-hmm. And that, those would be, obviously, location is key, and so every area has its own pricing dynamic. But okay. I would say for a starter home, you're looking at at least 400, 400 to 500. Can, can you give an example of maybe something you've sold this year that would be in that price range, what, what that house looked like? Um, yeah, I have sold, let's see, let's go with the $500,000 house. Now, this one was down um, in the southern part of the county in a newer area. Most of our new construction is south and west in Salt Lake County because everything is so established. The only time you can have new construction is if somebody knocks down a house and builds a new one. But the, the actual uh, new housing projects are all in the south and west for the most part. And those prices are better. You can get a lot more bang for your buck, so to speak, in those areas like Harriman and West Jordan. Um, I sold a $500,000 house, give or take, there this year, and it was 3,600 square feet, four or five bedrooms, two or three baths, um, and it was probably built in probably the early 90s. And do you remember the approximate size of the lot by any chance? Yes, it was about a fifth of an acre. Now, if you come north and you're going to be more in the Sugar House, which is a really trendy, hip neighborhood, for $500,000, you're going to be getting three-bedroom, maybe two-bath bungalow with a shelf basement. Um, And that bungalow is going to be at least 100 years old. It's a craftsman bungalow, and people love those. Um, But, yes, it's very different on what you can get for your money depending on the location. Well, on, on that new construction, 500000 for a 3,600 square foot house on a fifth of an acre, uh, I think you just heard a lot of people in Southern California taking their luggage off their shelf. They're getting... They're <laughs> that, yeah, that's, a, that's a pretty <laughs> undeniable combination right there. Uh, right. Coming, coming from that, either, either coast, I'm sure. Sure. And Park City is a whole uh, different market, of course. Yes. So there's some outliers, some really nice neighborhoods that are just outside of Park City that a lot of people prefer to be in, like Jeremy Ranch and Park Meadows are two examples. Jeremy Ranch, is uh, the median there is $1.2 million for a single-family home, and it's about seven eighty for a townhome. And then Park Meadows, which is a, it's a neighboring community, it's $2.2 million, and then you just go higher as you get into Park City proper and then obviously Deer Valley, well, maybe not obvious for most people, but Deer Valley is the most expensive area to live in that in Park City. Okay, so depending upon your budget, you've got plenty of places to choose from. There's a community called The Colony in Park City, and it's right at the Canyon Sea Resort. It's a private luxury community. I sold a house in that area 
export of around 7.7 .7 million this last summer, and it was 12,000 square feet, and it was on an acre. So that's the one extreme. Wow. But I also have worked with clients that you know, have bought a $450,000 three-bedroom home in Mill Creek, which is just south of Salt Lake City proper. And that was still, you know, almost a quarter of an acre. And maybe not so fixed up. It probably needed a lot of cosmetic updating, but it had four bedrooms. And, and what did that one sell for? About 450 But it did, it did need work. So, so it's really dependent on location. So if, you're, if your budget is somewhere between 450000 and $7.5 million, there's a house for you in the greater you're Salt Lake City, Park City area. <laughs> yeah. I can Absolutely. help you. <laughs> you, just, you just might want to be a little more specific than just giving Amber that particular price range. You want to be a little <laughs> yes, please do. Help and I out. gave you the extreme. I, I <laughs> yeah, gave no, you the of extreme. Course. Of course. <laughs> now, we, we talked about new construction. Uh, how can you help an out-of-town buyer with new construction? Because, you know, sometimes that can take a long time and, and they can't stick around for the whole thing. How can you help them out along the way? We use a lot of technology for out-of-town buyers, especially, I mean, regardless of if it's new construction or not, but with new construction, as you said, it, it is a process and it does take a long time and people start to get nervous when they haven't heard anything, obviously. So I do a lot of um, FaceTime videos of the property. You know, I find out from the builder, we get an update and I found out that the framing is up, then I'm going to go over there on my phone and I'm going to make an appointment, call them and say, this is what's happening, and give them an update. The builders that I work with are pretty good about that as well. But I'm always going to make sure that they're going to get an update. Very good. And and take a lot of pictures. Send them pictures. Communication, again, is yes, yeah. really, really important. Because when you're in another state, and the phone is silent, and you're not getting any emails, and it's been a month, and you're wondering what's going on, you, your, your mind starts to come up with all kinds of scenarios that may or may not be true. So yes. it's important to keep communicating with your people. And with the technology that we have today, it's easier and easier to be better and better. Yeah, and I started doing that actually a few years ago. When COVID hit, it's, you know, while it's not the most ideal thing in the world to buy a house sight unseen, at least you have the opportunity for the, your realtor to be there and walk through and have their eyes on it and to be showing you a video of it. I mean, it's, it's really a cool thing. I've, I've sold a lot of houses in the last year or so, and especially this last year, that the people never even saw the house until after it closed and they moved in. That's the wonder of technology uh, responding to the conditions. That's, that's mm -hmm. fantastic. Uh, now, can a buyer find a rental for a few months before they buy or uh, before their house is, is completed, or is the rental market pretty tight? Well, the rental market follows the real estate market, as you know, and so it is pretty tight for like, single-family homes. It's flooded as far as apartments. They really overbuilt uh, the apartment situation here in the last few years. So if you want to be downtown, it's pretty easy to get an apartment. If you want to be in a single-family home, it might be a little bit more of a challenge, um, and especially if you have a pet. The challenge is if you want a month-to-month, -month, you're going to be paying a premium, and a lot of landlords and property management companies are not going to um, want to work with you on that. 
they'll want at least a six-month or a year lease. But I think that Airbnb is a fantastic option if you only need a couple of months. If you aren't going to feel comfortable unless you spend at least six months living here, then I mean, you, there's always something. We can always figure it out. And I actually help my out-of-town people find rentals. Uh, we don't have a database like the MLS for rentals like some cities do, but we do have a couple of websites that I um, send them to. And when they find something that they like, I go over there and we do a virtual tour. So I've gotten quite a few people into rentals that felt more comfortable uh, being here for six months to a year before they made that big decision to buy. So it can be done, but sometimes it's challenging. Rentals go quickly as far as the single family home market, just like the sales market. But again, Airbnb is a nice option. Okay. And what a great opportunity to stay in a really cool Airbnb um, yeah. that you, that you might, uh, might not otherwise do. Do you mm-hmm. have any, any advice for out-of-state buyers coming your way? I have a lot of advice. <laughs> Be brief. I think it's really <laughs> – well, it's important to try and get to know the area as, as well as possible. And sometimes people can't come out. But if there's any possible way that you can come out here – and spend some time here. It is so valuable. Before COVID, I would always do what I called the, the Salt Lake tour or the Park City tour. And I'd find out when they were coming out and we would take a whole day and we would just, I would drive them all around because they don't know the areas. They don't know where they want to be. So if I had people that are relocating to work at the University of Utah Hospital and I find out how far they want to commute, then I take them through all of those neighborhoods and I show them all the options, and we'll go into some of the houses for sale just so they can get an idea of what the houses look like. I think that's, that's the best way to do it, but obviously with COVID, we can't really do it that way, so then I'm going to have to edit my tour to be a virtual tour, but I'm sure that I can get creative and figure something out. And then I would just ask a lot of questions, uh, do some research online, always check with your realtor when you get information online because Sometimes it's correct and sometimes it's not. But yeah, ask a lot of questions. See if you can spend some time here. And regardless of what you do, get a seasoned full-time agent who is committed to good communication and who knows the area well. When you aren't here, you need someone you can depend on to have their eyes and their feet on the ground for you. Very well said, Amber. And we're going to leave it at that. That was marvelous sage advice coming from a very well-experienced agent. I just love learning more about our, our network agents uh, in the area. And me too. And, and this, this has certainly been no exception. So uh, I really appreciate you joining us today. I appreciate your time. And I hope you enjoyed being on the show today. I had a lot of fun. I'm honored. Thank you so much, Dick. Well, it's been, uh, it's been my pleasure, and uh, in these times, it, things are a little bit different, but we're getting through it, so I want to uh, say I hope we get together soon. I think we've got something coming up in the spring that we might, uh, might we be able do. to. We uh, do. Hopefully, that'll all work out, and we can break some bread there. In the meantime, of course, best wishes from me to you for an excellent rest of the year, and uh, take care of yourself and be safe. You too, Dick, and thank you so much again for having me, and thank you for doing this amazing project. I love, I love what you're doing. Well, I hope it helps a lot of people 
you know, connect and uh, and get the good word out about good agents. And that's that's the whole intention here. So I hope it's working. We shall see. Well, thank you so much, and have a wonderful holiday season. Thank you. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye now. You too. Bye. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was Amber Bream from the Greater Salt Lake City and Park City areas, and you can tell she's an experienced professional, ready and willing to uh, help you land on both feet in in that area. And it is a marvelous area with uh, an abundance of opportunities, so it should be uh, should be high on your list. If you would like me to introduce you formally to Amber, please feel free to contact me or your local agent, and I will be happy to hook you up. And to understand the value of using a realtor known to me and my colleagues, uh, take a listen to the first episode of Eyes West. It's called the Eyes West Resource. It's down at the bottom of the list at, at number one. And you may need to click on the older episodes link, but it's down there. And to learn a little bit more about me, you can Google me as Dick Crawford Realtor. I'm always available for your real estate needs here in North Orange County. And I have trustworthy colleagues throughout Southern California who can help in the areas I do not serve. That's all for today. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, be good, be well, be safe. Take care.